Welcome to Got Something to Say with Johnny Reinhardt, highlighting the people and events making the news and making a difference on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Got Something to Say is brought to you by United Federal Credit Union. We get you. I got a couple guests joining me today. I have Ashley Hines. She is the executive director of the Benton Harbor Community Development Corporation. I also have uh, Ben Phillips. He is the vegetable uh, expert, I believe you said, uh, with the Michigan State Extension. Is that right? Did I, did I get that all right? What is your official title there, Ben? Extension specialist. Extension Ve- specialist. For vegetables, yeah. For vegetables. Mm-hmm. So you're a vegetable expert. Yeah, yeah, I guess I've got some things that I know now. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't just dabble in the gardening. You, you, you know a little, a thing or two. Most gardens, most gardeners are experts on, on something hyper-specific, so right. I can't claim to know it all. We all learn from each other all the time. Yeah, and you're constantly learning when you're doing gardening, and that's actually something we're going to talk about is uh, Veg Out Seed Starting Workshop Series. But I want to I want to back up a little bit <clears throat> because... Uh, Ashley, I know you have the uh, Flourish Community Garden, um, and so tell me a little bit about that, how that's going, and uh, w- kind of where, the, how that all kind of came to be. Yeah, so Flourish Community Garden, this is going to be our third season okay. at the garden, but it was a project that grew out of an asset mapping project that we did in the Empire Corridor neighborhood of the city. And we went around and just talked to residents, um, did some asset mapping, and there was this huge desire to start a community garden. And so it's actually been one of our um, fast-growing programs. The community sure. had have really taken to it very quickly. Um, and it has been just this means to empower the community to take action in regards to their health, um, blight elimination, and it's been this fun hub for people to gather and, and uh, fellowship as well. And sure. so last year we grew our program to a homegrown garden program where we help residents start gardens in their backyards. And this is kind of uh, an extension to that so that they can be very active in the seed starting process now. That's awesome. Cause I mean, the community garden is, is not a new concept, Mm -hmm. but it's something that I think not every community has and to be able to have that ability, but also to work together, like you said, fellowship. And so how, how does it work if I'm in that community and I say, Well, I would like to be a part of that somehow. Is it, you know, I have my own little section or how does that work in the garden? So we grow as a community. We have a share bed that we utilize. And so we all take part in stewarding the land Mm -hmm. and cultivating, making sure that um, maintenance is upheld. And then as things become ready, we kind of make announcements about it and people just come and pick as they, they choose. So it's kind cool. of this edible park, so to speak. I love that. Yeah. And been successful with the gardening. Yeah. Cause I know my garden, I try a lot of things. Some things are successful. Some things are not. Yeah. I mean, we've had some successes, some failures as well. I think that's part of the, part of the gardening yeah. process. Um, I was not an avid gardener before we started this. I had some house plants and that was pretty much the extent of that. But we've had just some really strong partnerships and friends and um, local farmers who've been able to help us out uh, and just community members. A lot of elders in the community have they there's this whole network of elders in our community mm-hmm. that have been strong stewards and barterers with each other as it relates to agriculture. And um, 
we've been able to tap into that. And then cool. there's just been this really great interest amongst residents to have a garden. And so they really took to it as well. And so it's been one of those programs that it really surprised me how fast it grew and the interest that people have for that. And so we've been able to now acquire the house that's next to our sure. garden. That's going to be a learning center for the garden and some of the other programs that we have going on. And that's the success house is what you're calling it? So that is the, uh, it's the community resiliency hub. And okay. so it's going to be uh, energy resi- uh, resilient space, energy efficient, solar power, things of that nature. Cool. But the success house is another really great asset in that community. Uh, it used to be called the Benton Harbor Street Ministry. They've rebranded to now okay. yeah. be called the success house. And that is led by Ron King. And it's just this mm-hmm. really great resource for our youth in the community and um, they just have a lot of great space available for the community to interact with and use. And so there's a lot of great programming that happens in that space. And that's where these workshops will happen. Yes. Okay. And mm-hmm. that's located on uh, 200 East Empire? Yes. Perfect. Right there in Benton Harbor. Now, Ben, how did you come into this mix? Because I know, uh, you know, as, as Ashley had said, you know, bringing more experts in to kind of help with all this. But how did you uh, end up? being a part of and learning more about this. So I worked with MSU in a very similar role, but over in the thumb for nine years. Okay. Working with commercial farmers and teaching master gardener classes and things like that. And then an opportunity came to move over here when a colleague of mine retired. So I I did that. I applied. I got Mm -hmm. it. Moved west here. And I moved in two years ago and immediately got sucked into all sorts of projects and I didn't get to meet a lot of people. I was just sort of uh, running with some wheels that were already spinning. Mm -hmm. Um, And then one year, last year we had, we got an intern from North Carolina, A&T named Leah. And she really wanted to meet some people in the community, the black community who are involved with farming and agriculture. And I hadn't met very many people at all. Okay. At that point, <clears throat> but she had some time and we had a truck and I said, if you can, if you want to to take some time to go meet folks and network, here's the truck and find, find whoever you want. This so is part, part just... of your experience here is to, to, to network and learn. And she <clears throat> applied herself in so many ways. Um, we're still benefiting from the time she was here with us because she had so many great ideas and good techniques and stuff. Yeah. And so she met Ashley during that process of her trying to connect with people in, in, in the Benton Harbor area sure. and understand what the gardening farming scene is like right. outside of just the big commercial stuff, mm-hmm. which I was mostly engaged in. And then simultaneously, or last uh, winter, rather, I was teaching a class for college level gar- uh, vegetable uh, yeah. production. Mm-hmm. How, do you make, how do you make vegetables? And I built a lab portion that involved raising seeds, raising mm. plants from seeds at certain times. So I thought, well, uh, oh, Leah introduced me to Ashley. I got to talk mm-hmm. to Ashley a little bit about their their summer and how things yeah. were going. And I let her know that I did this class and would she be interested if I like adapted it more to like a, like a community setting instead mm-hmm. of like a college level setting. And right. she was like, yes, let's try it. Let's do it. Absolutely. So that's, that's what we've been running with. We've been adapting this. This lab thing where you you get some hands-on experience Mm -hmm. and um, condensing it into like a one-hour deal. And the whole idea is to start the plants at the most ideal time so Mm -hmm. that you can put them in and not have to worry about frost. Because that seems to be one of the larger learning curves of gardeners. There's something about the winter, guys. I don't know if you noticed it. 
but it's easy to get started way too yep. early because you're like excited for winter to be people over. Jump, yeah, people yeah. jump the gun on that and they say, oh, well, it's been warm enough. I think it's time I could I could probably put this in right now. And then, yeah, the, yeah. another frost comes about and <laughs> that causes those problems. But actually, when Leah met you, did she just drive around the truck, roll down the window and just say, hey, what are you doing over there? Like, what's going on? Like, how did that? I can't remember exactly how she found out about us, but she did contact me via email. Okay. And then we took it from there. And then Ben and Leah, they came out to flourish last summer and helped out for a day. So it was really great. That's really cool to see this uh, continue to uh, grow and and expand with so many different types of things. So tell me, all right. So this Veg Out Seed Starting Workshop series, there'll be multiple dates, uh, but the first one's going to be coming up in March. Um, and so throughout this series, you're going to be starting all, like you said, those things that are I- ideal time for, for different stuff. Um, so with that, um, how do people join in on this and how, how do we, how do we get a, get in on uh, the first one and do we need to go to all of them? So it is recommended that people attend all of them, but we do allow space for if people aren't able to attend and maybe there's just a vegetable that people are interested in growing sure. and that's fine. Um, but if you like to participate in the class, you can visit our website at bensonharborcdc.org backslash flourish and the registration link is there. Now, Ben, is this something that, as you said, you condensed it down kind of looking at, you know, the more of the community gardening kind of aspect uh, and not sort of sort of college level type stuff. Um, is this good for adults, for kids, for people of all ages to kind of learn about this stuff? Because I think it's it's so important for people to learn this. Yeah, um, it, it's not only back back down from something like a college level course mm-hmm. is also b- backed down from something like commercial vegetable production. Cause they have very different ways of doing things at massive scales. Mm-hmm. And so this is backed way down to like containers, pots, raised beds. Okay. Um, and I've, I've taught this to all ages, various portions of it. I've been doing this for about nine years in different ways and different mm-hmm. settings and kind of, Working uh, with whatever my audience identifies like they want to hear mm-hmm. about and just just rolling with it. Yeah, I think everyone's going to have a good time with this. And I'm really excited to hear about the, uh, the, the community of elders and the garden barterers that are around yeah. here. And they probably know so much. And, yeah. and I, can't, I can't really go into a, a classroom and say, listen to me. I'm the guy and I know it. So just... Sit so, down and listen. I'm really excited for some just discussions right. and some histories and what are people noticing and some just, you know, stories. I think it's going to be really great. Absolutely. Because, yeah, you drive by people's houses all the time and you're like, man, how do they how do they right? doing that? How yeah. are they doing that? And not a, not a lot of times will they give up their secrets because it's like they, they know and they don't want anybody else to know. But they'll, you know, they'll give you what they end up growing and they trade. Which I I love that that aspect of community. So this is really cool. Um, and some some of those folks may not have kids that are interested, but then you get some other young folks who are, mm-hmm. and then there's this like cross family sort yeah. of uh, po- cross pollination yeah. ideas, and ah, it's going to be fun. And I think. resurgence of mm-hmm. a lot of these things: the gardening, the you know, learning how to you know take that what you've now harvested into. Hey, let's make something out of this. Let's have a dinner with it. Let's 
it's really, really awesome and brings yeah. the community together. That's so that's something we're actually yeah, you want to talk doing about yeah. um, with each class. We'll be featuring um, dishes that okay. um, incorporate the vegetables that we'll be talking about. So I'm awesome. really excited about that, too. This is going to be so fun. That's <laughs> cool. So uh, if we want to do you want to give me some cliff notes on some of the things that you guys will kind of cover or I guess the, you know, even just the titles of some of these these upcoming series? Yeah. Um, Let's see, so you've Ashes. got some alliums, you got some uh, onions, shallots, and garlic. Oh, I might have to go to that one for sure. Yeah, so we set, we set up the, these courses, so there's going to be six, six get-togethers, mm-hmm. and they, they start with the vegetables that if, if you were to start from seed on your own, you have to start those earliest because right. they need the most time to grow before you put them outside. And so that would be, for us, onions and leeks and things like sure. that. So that's the first one. And then we move into some of the um, herbs and mm-hmm. leafy greens, mm-hmm. which can be, some of them can be frost tolerant, so they can be started earlier and put out earlier. Uh, and others just take a while. Like celery, that's another one that takes a really long time. Yeah. Um, and then we move into roots, which is going to be fun because we're not actually going to start seeds for that one mm-hmm. because they don't transplant very well, especially something like a carrot. They make that long tap root. Yep. I, I suck at carrots. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll do it. What we're going to do for that class is we're going to make seed tape. Okay. We're going to get some toilet paper. We're going to make some glue and we're going to, we're going to plot out the seeds in a row on toilet paper and then roll it up. Whoa. And then it's all ready to go for planting time. All you got to do is just lay it out and water, put some soil on it, water it in. My and mind it's is already, already, it's already pre-spaced out and you can buy those. <laughs> yeah. You can buy those. Sure. And, but Companies don't always make like every variety mm-hmm. pre-made in a seed tape. So if you if if we make our own, then we can use any old variety we want. So it's like maximum flexibility, sure. and it's a good wintertime thing. Especially it it helps to stop you from jumping ahead with starting your tomatoes before you should make mm-hmm. seed tape instead. If you really want to mm-hmm. get some gardening done before you, you know, seed tape make seed tape. Mm-hmm. I had not even <laughs> thought about that. Ashley, you probably learned so much just from the couple of years of, of doing this garden. Cause like you said, you didn't really know much about it. You, you know, parents probably did it. And then it's like, uh, kind of have some house plants. Maybe they survived. Um, but you, and I'm sure so many other people in the community have, have learned so much from this, this process of having the community garden and that's continuing to, to do great things. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I was not an experienced gardener. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, obviously, you had to, like my dad had a, a garden, so yeah. we would help out and, and do different yard work and things of that nature, but never as an adult growing my own food. It was something that I always wanted to do, but just generally had the capacity or even an initiative to some degree to actually yeah. go forward and do it. So this has been really this this extreme learning curve, not mm-hmm. just about gardening and urban farming and food sovereignty, but also like the importance of it is of it culturally and Mm -hmm. as a community, how important it is to be stewards of our own land for ourselves and our families and being able to meet so many people who have had these longstanding history Mm -hmm. with um, farming. We meet a lot of people who, you know, they're always, I'm fascinated by our garden because it brings back memories of when they were growing up and had to actually uh, grow their own food. And yep. I think that we're coming to this time where it's almost essential now again to for everyone to be able to be providers for themselves. And so I'm excited about this work and how it's continued to grow and, and to take shape to build this 
local food system in yeah. Marion County. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think that this class is going to be a great addition to that. And I yeah. think so many people, uh, it, it's so important to do that, but it's also, I think so many people were, were afraid and it because they think it's so daunting and so mm-hmm. hard to do. But, oh man. No, yeah, but, it's um, not. Yeah, to what, simplify it. My, there are definitely <laughs> ways to screw it up for yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. But the beautiful thing about vegetables is, um, and now uh, this, this, this could be something that you don't think about that often, but we're in the fruit belt here of Michigan. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And fruit has just a certain kind of like sex appeal. And yeah, I don't know what it I is. Agree. Everyone goes crazy for it. Yep. But I think the real sexy plant that is a vegetable because can you there are, say sexy. Yeah, you can, there you are, can there sexy, are yeah. so many of them and a lot of them look really sexiest neat. vegetable. Go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, probably the fish pepper. Oh yeah. Mm. I have to look that up. It's a hot pepper. It was it was bred within African American communities in the South and in the Caribbean. It has stripes all over it, and the leaves are variegated too. So the leaves are green and white, Spartan colors too. Okay. So it's a very beautiful plant, and uh, tastes great. Can I great grow too. that here? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So be great. Just like I have the sexiest plants on the uh, sexiest vegetables on the lawn. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. not only that. Not only that. If you get involved with something like a tree fruit or some berry crops. Mm-hmm. Um, what you're looking at is a perennial investment. It's like buying a house or something. Whereas when you're growing vegetables, it's a little bit more like buying a sleeping bag or something okay. like that. It's uh, it's basically an annual. Most of them are annuals. So you get a shot at it. And if you screw it up, you get another chance mm-hmm. the next year. And a lot of the vegetables, a lot of the root crops like radishes mm-hmm. and lettuce and leafies like lettuces, man, you have so many opportunities throughout the whole summer mm-hmm. to start it, mess it up, start it again, get yep. better, start it again. Mm-hmm. and and you got a great opportunity all summer long to sort of learn the ropes with it. Yeah, so it's a fair forgiving thing. Yeah. One of the things that I learned last year was that um, the plants are more resilient yeah. than we think that they are. And so it's like if you put it in the ground and water it, it's going to do its best to survive. It's going to really fight yeah. to do that. It's a hardy so, thing, yeah. Yeah, and so it's just like, just add water. <laughs> put it in the ground and add water, it's going to grow. And so that was kind of a, a strong philosophy that I uh, had to lean on last summer. So. Yeah, that some things may be a little more finicky than others, mm-hmm. but uh, in the end, even if it turns out ugly, it's still going to taste good yep. most of the time. And most nothing tastes better than something you grew. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because you put, you know, you know where it's coming from. You put the effort into it, and yeah, that's that's why. And if it's good enough, then you may trade it with somebody else that yeah. maybe did something better than you did. Mm-hmm. So I love this uh, veg out seed starting workshop series. Uh, again, it's going to be happening at the Benton Harbor Success House mm-hmm. uh, at 200 East Empire uh, in Benton Harbor. Uh, these are a series, and they're usually from six to seven yes. each time on yes. those dates. Okay. Uh, ways we can find more information. So you can find more information on our Instagram page at Benson Harbor CDC or at our website, www.bensonharborcdc.org slash flourish. And do we need to register ahead of time? Preferably, yes. We're going to be providing all the materials for each class. And so we want to be able to order that in advance. And cost? Yeah. Do people have to pay? No, it's absolutely free. Whoa. Yep. It's free. Man, this is great. Uh, looking forward to it. And like we said before, you can go to one or all of these, uh, if you'd like to, but I think you're going to learn a lot more. I've learned a ton already just from this short conversation, but again, thank you, Ashley, for all the great work that you're doing. And thank you, Ben, 
for uh, all the great information that you're going to give to so many people. And I, I look forward to those conversations with the other people in the community. And I'm sure you'll learn some things as well. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Well, thank yeah. you guys again for, for stopping by and telling me all about it. Thank you. Thank you. Got something to say with Johnny Reinhardt, highlighting the people and events making the news and making a difference on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Have something to say? Email Let's Talk at WSJM.com.